this song is so good that it's actually been recorded by three major hits sort of artists, you know, mega artists. Mm -hmm. um, it's the kind of song that uh, it warms your cockles. It makes you want to buy the Milo and the ginger nuts as you're walking around the shops. Uh, it makes you question many things. Um, like, should it be a slippers kind of a night or a dressing gown kind of a night with a cheeky, <laughs> with a sneaky sherry? Um, it's touched many, I'm certain. And um, without further ado, here's Cliff Richard. Hello, good evening. Uh, welcome to Music, Movies and Madness. Um, this week, hidden gems or uh, deep dives or, or whatever you want to call it. Songs that have kind of gone maybe under the radar that we feel probably deserve a bit more publicity and a, a bit more recognition. Okay, so let's go around again then. Uh, so, mm -hmm. Glenn, what's your second pick for us tonight? All right, second pick tonight is a New Zealand artist that New Zealand slash Canadian artist that I think probably needs a bit more recognition. I think she's certainly got a profile, but I think um, Tammy Nielsen definitely needs more of a profile. She's amazing. Um, and I'm going to play a track from her 2020 album called Chickaboom. And, um, yeah, she's been playing it ever since she was a kid. Um, sort of that sort of... I would say soul country crossover at times um and she's a fantastic performer brilliant live performer and i highly highly recommend getting a chance to see her play um the song is called you were mine you were mine sun comes up sun goes down world keeps rolling to hold you so tight now they reach but they never touch you in the night yes yeah, so very bluesy as well um very very cool band that she has live with her super super tasty players um highly recommend tammy nelson uh you were mine but she's had a, a stellar career um and i think it can only just keep on going up and up but i really would love it if you know it was sort of a household name throughout the land That's and throughout some the set world of lungs she's got mate some yeah oh yeah absolutely this is one of her powerhouse um absolute old, powerhouse she? oh she'd be in her Thirties, I suspect. Yeah, she's got an old sounding voice, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, aim. Mm. So, um, 
definitely, definitely check out Tammy Nelson and that track's called You Were Mine. Nice. Excellent stuff. In your radio voice as well. I know. Thank you. 2ZB. All right, over to you, Ian. What have we got for us this time? Please talk about Billy Joel. No, Billy Joel, The River of Dreams has been brought to life again. But this, this track here now, let me tell you about this track. This, and I've made, like I say, I made a few notes, right? So what I've written here, uh, this one has definitely uh, slipped under the radar. Uh, it's not only a song about fun, but um, it's really, for me, a song about identification. Um, you know, like, who, who are we? And that big question, like, who am I? Um, things can be deeper, and sometimes those deeper things need to be sung about uh, freely without kind of any judgment or any sort of like, you know, kickbacks and stuff like that. And that's kickbacks. Right. I, I won't so, be judgy this time. Don't be judgy. Uh, I, I mean, for me, I really feel like this artist um, has managed to express their true identity. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's pure gold. Here you go, guys. Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, tummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. I'm a jelly bear. I mean, it's really up there with the, you know, the the crazy frog guy. I mean, that guy yeah. found his identity quite well with Axel F, you know. And 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 after listening to Gummy Bear, it really makes me feel that you know, you the, can express the frog. Yourself. The frog is amazing in yeah. comparison to this. I can see why that's a lost gem because I it's think it's a lost gem, I know, yeah. and, and, and rightly so. The frog. Subtle use of vocoder in there as well. Or it seems oh, to be. yeah. It's, yeah. it's the production is just off the, the production is, is next level. I mean, yeah. seriously, you've got. I mean, it's yeah. It's, it's a it's a classic mix of everything in that in there really. But yeah. I do feel the frog got the thunder. That uh, yes, by a long way. The gummy bear should be just brought out from under the bed and had a, had a little shot. And yeah, like, I mean, let's be fair, we're, we're all quite strong music snobs at times here, and that's, yes. and that's a good thing to be, let's be honest. Yeah. However, music isn't always designed to be critically acclaimed, and sometimes you need a little bit of fun. And like, as you said, Vakoda, there's probably a bunch of other cool things yeah. that they probably made it and went, I'm really high, let's get this gummy bear going, because let's be fair, they're probably talking about gummies, aren't they? Yeah, I've actually got just the vocal track as well. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what, Rog, I, YouTube. Yeah. We'll talk, no, come, yeah this, no, it, it, out, it would coincide with the release of YouTube, and, oh, it, right. and it was critically acclaimed for being a cross-genre um, platform thing because um, it came out in 2007. Thank you, Dave. Don't tell yeah. me that was your song. There you go. No, I bet these guys are absolutely <laughs> rolling in dough. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, they're minted or, or oh, gummied. Totally. 
<laughs> definitely gummied, yeah. But you know what, Ian? Yeah. Especially like, the Amsterdam gummies. You kind of lucked out, mate, because... Um, yeah. Yeah. I want the um, Japanese, Korean, Dutch, Portuguese, Hungarian, Swedish, Slovak, Swahili, Turkish, or other language version. Oh, they did all of them? <laughs> they will be very rich. There's also a Klingon version, Ian. No. <gasps> no. Go and get it, man. Do it. The, Klingon market. Do it. the elusive Klingon market that's so hard to kind of attain. Yeah, that, you, really aim, you really are aiming for a niche group of customer with that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I just think it's a magnificent song, and it should be really given a little bit more oh, airplay right. at some point oh, in the future. I, I would, I'd way like to down challenge, the track. I'd like to put down a challenge here. Could you play that <coughs> on guitar one day for us? No. Disappointed. <laughs> David, yeah, no. have you got something better? I hope so. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I've been watching this um, this show on... Netflix, and it's a, a Ricky Gervais thing called Afterlife. I don't know if oh, you guys have yes, caught that yes, at all. Yes. I did enjoy um, that first season a lot. It's um, it's dark sad. as hell. It's it's very sad. It's very kind of melodramatic, and and it's a kind of black comedy really. It's also incredibly funny in parts as well. Um, it has a fantastic soundtrack, and this next song. Um, that I'm going to play. Um, I heard it's on, I think, on the very last episode of that first series. Um, and it's by a band called The Forms, um, which is kind of like a bit of a, apparently it's a super group, although I only have heard of one of the people that are in it. Um, a guy called Sean Mullins, I don't know if you remember him, he had a hit mm. like late 90s, a song called Lullaby. Um, somebody called Matthew Sweet, who's also a, a singer, Sydney Matthew Sweet. Um, and somebody called Pete Droge, um, who's, and they're both American alternate songwriters, apparently. Mm. Um, they only released one album. Um, it's a cool little album, actually. Um, I, I did kind of track it down and have a, have a, uh, a playthrough. Um, and this song is the last song on the album, and it's called Among the Living. Um, and yeah, it kind of, it's one of those songs that kind of gets you in the feels a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, see what you think of this.
into darkness. Yeah, and again, I think just that real striking vocal thing, the harmony work. Mm. When you've got three lead singers, mm. something about that, right? And just that they've all got that same kind of power level that when they, they're doing those close harmonies and stuff, they mm. just nail it. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, it's like you know. I know you guys hate them, but it's like the Eagles, man. When they hit the harmonies, ugh, God, it's good. Yep. Male yeah. harmonies are good. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the Fawns, and the album's called the Fawns. Mm. Um, okay, uh, Dave. Yeah, second round. What have you got? All right. So another Holly's track. Second song, Carrie Ann, live. Uh, really showcases the vocals. Um, I, Tony Hicks looks like he's about 14. He's the second <laughs> singer that comes in here. It's brilliant. These boys are from Manchester, right? And you can tell, right? That, especially Tony just looks like he's come straight off the streets of Manchester in the 60s. It's brilliant. Here we go. Hey, Turns out Terry Sylvester there took over from Graham Nash in the in the seventies when Nash had left. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, love that song. That's um, Carrie Ann, and you can see uh, yeah, Hicks just looks like a schoolboy, right? He just looks like a schoolboy that's landed in a band with a guitar. Love his hairdo too. It's just it's awesome. I love the old TV style where the where you're watching the clip and they have the name of the artist as they're singing it. I love that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh man, so um, proper, eh? There's a theory that it was meant to be Marianne, as in Marianne Faithful. Um, yeah, song about Marianne Faithful who was uh who was hooking up with um uh, Mick Jagger, and uh they thought it would be just too on the nose to call it Marianne, so they called it Carrie Ann. What's oh, your game? Oh. Can anybody play? Yeah, it's so cool. This <laughs> is quite pointed in the lyrics, isn't it? When you, I, I mean, they look so like you said, like Ian said, they look so proper, but they're singing about a chick that's about as <laughs> improper, improper yeah. as they come. The Absolutely, yeah, and there's, yeah. there's one part where he looks at the camera with a knowing sort of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite funny. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do, know, don't they? That was sixty-seven. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. 
Marianne. I, I may be I may be fourteen, but I know. <laughs> Excellent. Right, yes, yeah, thanks for that. Um, okay, uh, let's go around our last round, uh, Glenn. All right, last track for me. This better is, be a good one. It's called My Baby Wants a Baby, and it's by St. Vincent. Um, St. Vincent is a star, but I wouldn't call her a superstar just yet. Um, I would love it if she was, but what a mean-ass guitar player. And the song is it's sort, of a, it's sort of a, it's definitely an album track from her last album from 2021 called Daddy's Home. Um, yeah, I will play that and see if you can spot the tune or some elements of it which were lifted from something else. My baby hates when I'm away My baby wants a baby How can I go on? What in the world would my baby say? I got your eyes and your mistakes You make a home I run away and the story starts again I couldn't stay in bed all day I couldn't leave like my daddy And I wouldn't be So, you know, quite... Eastern ripoff. Totally. Absolutely. And, oh, I love and, it. And, and rightly so. And I was, I was listening to the album. Like, How rightly so? Why is ripping it off like that? Right. Because it's kind of funny. And well, no doubt she probably paid for it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it was a it was a surprise. Um, the album's really cool. It's got, it's certainly an underrated sort of album of hers, I think. It's certainly very, tells about her family history. Her dad just got out of jail and after being in there for a while and she wrote, a whole bunch of stuff about the family, etc., um, and and sort of done in that sort of seventies sort of vibe to it. Um, yeah, compared to her very electronic albums that were maybe preceded it a bit. So yeah, St. Vincent, fabulous artist. Um, yeah, and that song's called "My Baby Wants a Baby," and nice. some tattoo. She's almost copied the name. I mean, what was oh, the Sheena Easton she one? Would have had to, she would have either been was, sued or settled. What was, it, that? What was the actual Sheena Easton song called? Um, My Baby Takes My the Morning Train. Yeah. 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 Dang. Jesus. My Baby Takes the Morning Train. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is a hidden gem in itself. Wow, exactly. So That could so end up thought, on your playlist, Ian. It's next. There you go. So there we That's That's St. Vincent. Magic artist to watch. Don't know how she plays guitar. It looks like she barely even touches the fretboard. Um, it sort of dances across it, and it's incredible to watch. Nice. Okay, Ian. I've got to follow that. This final song that I've chosen was recorded in 1986, and this song is so good that it's actually been recorded by three major hits sort of artists, you know, mega artists. Mm. Um, it's the kind of song 
that uh, it warms your cockles. It makes you want to buy the Milo and the ginger nuts as you're walking around the shops. Uh, it makes you question many things, um, like should it be a slippers kind of a night or a dressing gown kind of a night with a cheeky, <laughs> with a sneaky sherry. Um, it's touched many, I'm certain. And um, without further ado, here's Cliff Richard. Who's watching us, Cliff? For a moment, oh, we must be Can I just turn that off now? There we go. So that was my uh, third and final pick for the night. Slipped Under the Radar. It's a beautiful song. It says so much to so many. And, um, you know, that's all I can really say. It was, a, it was a concert. It was actually a concert, though, wasn't it? Oh, no, the original song was written, it was recorded by two other artists. Was it um, Bette Midler one was, of them? Bette Midler, Bette, isn't it? Bette Midler yeah. was one, and the original was, uh, who's got Google? I don't In know, you're telling 1986. Story. I didn't really deep dive, to be honest, TBH. Um, but no, Cliff did do, yeah, from a distance, it was his concert tour, the event. It's yeah. just the, the production on that song. It's just 1990. That's why the production. Oh, that's that's, so... that's 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 the Cliff version. Yeah. From from it was actually uh, Nancy Griffith that wrote that that first performed the song. But that one uh, was Cliff, wasn't it? The one you just played. Yes, definitely. Cliff. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's that, the one that, that touches everyone. Um. Well. I only know the Bette Midler or, version of it. Speaking, it was number one in the US. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 The Cliff, yeah. the Cliff version. Yep. Yeah. In the adult contemporary and, and also in Canada. And it was, I mean, fuck it, charted three in New Zealand on our overall. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It was written by Julie Gold. Not my cup and... of tea, but shit. It's no, obviously, it, it's, I remember it's it. It's just, oh, yeah. Remember it. The song is probably actually quite decent if you put some decent production into it. Julie Gold wrote the song and yeah. Nancy Griffith was the first to record it. And actually, if you want to get like, I wasn't trying to be serious, so serious with it, but if you want to, um, when Nancy, <laughs> I was going down the more lighthearted route, but Nancy yes. Griffith went. No, fuck that. It sold a million <laughs> copies in the States. It went platinum. Oh, I know. I know, my, man. My, my challenge is I'd like to hear in the rendition of that in a I just different want to production what I'm style. To say. I'm just oh. trying to finish what I'm trying to say. So, Nan well, Nancy, Nan thank you. And Nancy Griffith, uh, when she was going to record it originally, she thought the song was so good that she wanted to hear um, Julie Gold, Gold sing it um, and perform it on the album. But she was heavily religious, you know, like, God is watching us. God is watching us. You remember those words, don't I? Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she, she didn't, yeah. she didn't want to get into that. 
No, it's a bit creepy. I mean, it was a toss-up between that and Holiday by Madonna, but I thought Cliff oh, doing that's that. That's an awesome I love that song. Yeah, yeah. that ain't Holiday and Like a Virgin. That was that was that was peak Madonna. They've all gone under Papa the radar. Papa don't preach. Anyway. Basically <laughs> Madonna's gone under the radar. Right. <laughs> she definitely needs more recognition. Music, yeah. Did I bring us back on track, Martin? Yeah, I think so. Please. Martin's a fucking veer off. Oh, All right. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Last Holly's track. This is a deep cut because um, it didn't chart very well. It is my favorite Holly's track of all of them. I mm. don't know why it didn't track well, chart well. Um, done in 1970. Graham Nash is gone by this time. Terry Sylvester, who was one of the original members, steps up, does the vocals on this. Um, Gasoline Alley Bread. It's a cool, cool track. It just—it's one of those tracks like, um, you know, you know, a really good song sounds like where it comes from, in my opinion. Like you know, the, the Crowded House, those, those sorts of bands—they do songs and it sounds like where it comes from. It's sort of that, got that feel to it. And this one here, this is one of those songs that, um, it's it's all about sort of um, trying to get a better lot for yourself in life and trying to strive to to climb out of the you know the low parts of where you might be and this is one of those songs that um just talks about sort of coming home to coming back to the basics basically so gasoline alley bread love it um here you go to bits that one favorite track of the hollies gasoline alley bread um Mine's about... bus stop my, no my favorite, thanks man my favorite track of this is bus stop i really bus like stop. that one yep that's a big hit bus stop 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 or whatever, whatever it's called um but that one that there was, was graham goldman wasn't it i don't he know who graham that. goldman is but no graham goldman's 10 cc uh yeah yeah i'm sure he wrote bus stop I'm oh, going to Google. Sorry. I'm talking about the bands. Yeah, sorry. That they they don't write all their own music, so may no. well be. Um. So yeah, Alan Clark on vocals. Terry Sylvester was the second one to come in there with the Beatles haircut. Tony Hicks, Bobby Elliott on drums, and Bernie Calvert on bass and keyboards. And they've just got that little ding on the. And I was talking to Ethan about this before about how you don't need to play 
massive piano riffs to be, you know, you just need to play the right thing in the right time for the right song and it just completes it. And I've just got that little two note thing going on there in the middle of it, it goes ding every so often. It sounds great. Um, reach number 14 in the UK singles chart charts did not chart in the States. What do they know? Um, but yeah, love it. There you go. Awesome. Very nice. Cool. Like that one. Um, so my last one for tonight. Um, I've gone by a track by an artist called Bat for Lashes. I don't know if you've come across Bat for Lashes. I have. I have. Um, one of my students uh, introduced me to this. Um, she recently um, decided that she wanted to do a performance, um, and she's never kind of performed on piano, at least live. Um, and in, in Tapapa, our national museum, there is a, a, a red Steinway piano that's hand carved. Um, by an artist called uh, Michael Parakofa. Um and uh, excuse my um, pronunciation if I get this wrong. The piano is a work of art, um, and, and the title of it is Hecorero Porakau Mo Te Awanui o Te Moto, a story of a New Zealand river. Um, it's stunning. Um, it's it's a, a full size. Um, uh, Steinway grand piano, um, hand carved and painted like lacquer red, you know, um, and um, you can play it. it. It's open to the public. You can basically book a time, go in and, and play. Um, and so she did this um, and she played this song as, as part of her set. And unfortunately, it was just after I, I, I'd left to go overseas. But um, she sent me a video of it and did it a great job. She um, uh, I've got to say. Um, and this song is called Moon and Moon. Um, it's a little Kate Bush. Not, but I don't want that to kind of like uh, no, it's fine. influence you in any way. Um, but um, I, I, I love first, Kate Bush. I heard this and, and it's really haunting and I think it's just a beautiful piece of music. Um, have a listen to this. Again, just a very simple piano part. That's all it needed. Yeah. Um, but um, it was so effective. Such a great song. 
So um, I just want to say um, well done to Marion for uh, amazing performance and uh, proud teacher, proud teacher. Well done. Nice. Um, did did she so did she play that? Piece? She played and sang. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. The re that's yeah. a big space too. That must yeah. have had a plenty of reverb. Yeah. That's um, a beautiful song. It reminds me of mm. a bit of um, sort of almost that Brooke Fraser kind of. Yeah, I was I was picking thingy. up a bit of Tory as well. Tory, yeah. yeah, nice sound. That's good. When was she? When she? When were they out? She out? Um, she's actually done about four or five albums now. Um, she's still oh, really? going. Um, this is off her second album, which is called Two Sons. Um, and it's quite diverse as an album. It's, some of it goes quite kind of poppy and, and full on dancey and stuff. And then every mm. now and again, you get one of these like really reflective kind of tracks like this. And, mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, that one just got me when she played it to me. I just thought, wow, that's, that's super, super cool. Oh, I might have to check that out. Yeah. I think What's I've that? seen her play live, actually. At the festival. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, cool. Well, that was fun. So, guys, that's, that's the end of our um, our music part of our um, hidden gems or, or songs that kind of went under the radar. Um, thank you very much for listening. I um, hope you enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, we'll be back with the second part, which is going to be TV and movies that went under the radar as well. Awesome. Beauty.